Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Circle Debate Podcast. It's the host of Devious One, Ivan C. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by an honorary guest who's an absolute favorite of ours, especially for our other host, the CT1, Chris Kennedy. Uh, but man, this individual has been in the business for quite some time. He has made a name for himself, most definitely. And that's why he is the best of the best. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Mr. Austin Howard. I'm doing great, man. It, it's such an honor. I, I really hated that Chris couldn't be here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I get, we'll, we'll have to do it again because trust me, I, I plan on trying to win uh, several more of the matches of the week. Oh, definitely, man, definitely. And he's looking forward, so he's a big fan as well as I am as well for you. Awesome. So, so awesome. So let's go ahead and down. Obviously, we have some marking questions that everybody asked, but I would like for you to go ahead and put it in, in your words and for our viewers and subscribers to get to know the best of the best. So how did the journey begin for you in professional wrestling for Mr. Austin Lee? Well, well, my journey started probably, probably a lot longer ago than uh, people think. But yeah, many, many years ago, uh, right out of high school, I've always been a fan of, of wrestling. Like I'd wake up on Saturday mornings and sit with my grandma and I'd eat cereal and watch cartoons and then Memphis wrestling. And then, of course, I'd watch the NWA Power Hour and, and, and WWF whenever I was able to get it. But I, I was just you know, so enamored with the, the characters. And the crazy thing is, before I even became in the wrestling business, you know, I kind of learned the ins and outs, like, on my own. Because I, I would, uh, I actually had, like, a ring built uh, in the backyard, and me and my brother and a few of his friends would go out there and wrestle. But knowing that I was a lot bigger and older than they were, I knew they wouldn't keep coming and, and playing wrestling with me. So uh, I, without them knowing, kind of let them, beat me a few times and uh, you know just keep them going so I, you know it, <laughs> before I really knew you know a, a lot about the wrestling business I kind of figured it out on my own but then you know I, I guess I would say when I was 18 uh, a boy was picking on my brother and uh, it, when he was you know he's a lot bigger boy and I went and I ended up going outside and protecting my brother and I, I, I grabbed the guy in like a, a front face lock and I choked him out so like the ne yeah the the next day uh, I see this big gigantic guy like walking down the street toward our house and I looked out and I realized it was this this kid's dad who was just a huge guy and just so happened to be a professional wrestler and <laughs> but uh, what ended up happening is, is he came down there and asked me he said uh, where did you learn that at I said uh, I, what do you mean he's like uh, the move you did were you you make you choked out my son. Where did you learn that? And I said, Well, I, I watch wrestling and you know, I kind of study everything. And he's like, Well, how would you like to become a professional wrestler? Oh. So yeah. <laughs> so it, it's actually a, yeah, a crazy story. And then I ended up like training in a little bitty like dance hall. And believe it or not, I'm not making this up. I know people will think I am, but a town called Dixie, Arkansas. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. There, I, I'm talking. There's no houses there. I mean, there was. There's no houses. No actual population. But there was like this dance hall. I guess that people went and you know had their hoedowns or square dances or whatever it was. But yeah, it was in Dixie, Arkansas, is where I started training. And then of course, you know, I was trained by a couple guys here in Arkansas, Jay Murdoch and Tico Murdoch. And then, you know, as a not long after that, you know, I met with uh, the guy who polished me up and actually taught me how to wrestle and taught me how to work, which was, uh, I I'm sure you know who he is, uh, the new effing show, 
Jerry Lynn. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of course. That's Jesus, man. That that guy. I bowed out to him. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And he and he taught me so much. I mean, he's my wrestling dad. We still talk to this day. I mean, every week and uh, just about. We go on vacation together at times, and yeah, he, he's just family. He's Uncle Jerry to my kids. Oh, that's awesome. That is very awesome. And so, wow, I can't believe it. You know what's funny? I have a, I have a, I have a buddy of mine that actually lives in Arkansas, but I, I'm do apologize for not remembering what part of Arkansas. But I'm that's shocking to me. I did not know that that it was just like a, just empty and it was just, just uh, like oh my God. that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you've seen the movie Deliverance, I think they filmed it there <laughs> because it's uh, it's it's corn and wheat fields, and then just this building that uh, you could tell they had like they had basketball goals that were tore down from before. I, I guess they had like it was called the Dixie Dance. Uh, it, it's since been uh, tore down, but there was other guys uh, that actually trained there in that building, not the same time as I am. You may have heard of them. It's uh, one of them is. Uh, uh, Mr. Derek the King. Oh, of course. And, uh, we'll get and into then, that. Of course, uh, yeah, and then, of course, the other one, uh, I mean, I know that he's five-star, but uh, it's Dustin five-star. You know, he, he trained a little bit there also. Oh, okay. So I, out of your class where you were training at the time, so who is there still someone still currently still performing at this time uh, besides, you know, King and Dustin started training that facility, but is there anybody, uh, like any particular person that is actually – is still performing when you began training there in the center? Uh, actually, no. And and uh, the thing, like, I was in my own class uh, when I first got there. I mean, they started okay. teaching me. I, I trained for about a week straight every night and just beat my rear end, you know, all over the place. I mean, they taught me the old school way. You know, they, they never taught me that it was, you know, that the show part of it for a long time. But, uh, the very first week, I trained all week long, and the first week they had a show there, and most of them were older guys, so and a lot of them have ever since retired, and a few of them have passed away that was on that show that helped train at that time. But, uh, you know, the first week there, I show up, you know, and I put up the ring, which I had to put up and take down the ring every night, even though they had it stationary there because I was paying my dues. So the, I, I cleaned the building, put up the ring, take down the ring. But after I put up the ring on the night of their show, uh, he comes up to me and he says, do you have any gear? And I said, well, no, sir, I don't. And he said, well, we're really shorthanded, so you're going to have to work tonight. So uh, <laughs> I was I was, I was, was in the locker room, and another wrestler uh, let me borrow a pair of boots, and another wrestler let me borrow a pair of tights. Uh, and, you know, I, I went out there, and, and one of the older guys kind of stretched me a little bit. and but they, they could tell I, I listened real well, and I, and I was very safe in the ring with the, this older gentleman, and, and it ended up opening the door, and after that, I was training during the week, and then I would go and actually wrestle on that weekend uh, at their show, and then a few minutes later, I found out that, you know, I didn't have to, uh, to hurt the, or try to hurt the other guys, but, <laughs> that we, that, you know, this might be a little bit of part of a show, you know, I, but I was taught the old way, you know, uh, what they uh, – a lot of people in the business call a shooter. You know, I was taught yeah. the uh, the real ways, and then after that, I was taught how not to do it and hurt somebody. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And for your first match, I mean, like, uh, were you were you nervous? Were you kind of like a little green at the time? And how did you feel? Like just getting that vibe from the crowd. How, how was that feeling for the first time? Well, uh, 
I was very green. I mean, especially, you know, being only a weekend. Uh, but as far as like being nervous, man, I've been, I've been an entertainer since I was, you know, a kid, you know, whether it's, you know, trying to put on shows for, for the neighborhood, I was the lead role in every play I was in, in high school. I mean, I was really, really good as far as entertaining, you know, and I played uh, football for, for my high school in Newport and we were always, like a nationally or state ranked team, like a really good team, and you know, a huge crowd every single Friday night. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of never really got nervous as far as crowd. I always get nervous, get a little bit of butterflies before I go into a match, mm-hmm. only because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. You know, I'm, I'm a guy that wants to make sure everything is just spot on and I'm a worse critic. But as far as like nerves for the crowd, you know, it, it was just kind of natural for me. I mean, I just, I went out there and I did what I could to, to entertain, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. And throughout that, throughout your journey, so what was like the other uh, promotions that you actually performed for like, for the, you know, other than the, for the original facility where you, you were training, but other than that, what other um, promotions you started to go ahead and actually performing for? And throughout, you know, throughout the time, in terms of your journey, uh, how did you, you know, develop your character, you know, develop Austin Lane, the best of the best? How did that, became in fruition developing that character as you were going down through your journey and performing in other promotions. Right. So I did like uh, some of the uh, smaller promotions around around the Mid-South area, you know, Arkansas, Tennessee, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas for a little while. And I, I ranged from anything from I was the heartthrob Austin Lane. I was the uh, I was a biker at one point, a Canadian at one point, believe it or not, with this <laughs> accent. Yeah. And for some reason people believed it you know I, I, I really couldn't you know other than saying eh you know i didn't have a Canadian <laughs> accent i sound like i'm from the south you know i'm just a good old boy you know i was brought up old-fashioned you know with my dad uh it was very old-fashioned you know pull out the seat for a lady you know open the door for him you know always protect and you know provide for your family that kind of stuff yeah so I, i've got that southern accent that southern drawl you know but people believed i was canadian but jerry was actually the one that said you know the, at, at this point, he said, just be you. He said, you've got to be, Austin Lane has to be yourself turned up to an 11. Yeah. So I thought about it, you know, and I was gro- growing up, I always loved, you know, the guys who were, I mean, yeah, I loved the Boogie Woogie Man, Hanson Jimmy Bayett, and yes. guys like that, but like Bobby Eaton, beautiful Bobby Eaton, guys, and, you know, Ric Flair and guys like that, Bret Hart. I mean, they were when, when you when I watch the show, I watch their matches and think, "Wow, those guys know what they're doing because and they're going out there to, you know, to win the match." You know, they're always they're aggressive, and that's just kind of the way I've always been. Football, soccer, you know, whatever sport I played, I played a lot of sports. I was I'm very very competitive, so the best of the best Austin Lane came from. I decided just turn myself up and just be better than everyone else in the business. So every show I went to, I went to steal the show and and I've got multiple awards. I mean, they're for match of the year, rest of the year for different promotions, that kind of stuff, because they knew that they could bring me in, but I was going to be kind of the, and I know a lot of people, it's kind of hushed to say his name, but I was kind of going to be the next Chris Benoit as far as, you know, intensity in the ring. And I mean, that's just kind of the way I am. I'm just, it's just, my intensity turned up to 11. That's the best of the best, Austin Lane. And honestly, I, to input on that, honestly, yes, I definitely see that. And I've seen your matches. 
I've, you know, besides the Indian Championship Wrestling for Memphis, but seen your prior matches in Cape, you know, Championship Wrestling. I've seen that. Uh, but definitely, I, I I agree with you. You have that input. You have that technicality style. Ben was a little bit of Bret Hart. And you, yeah, you do have a little Jared yep. in you, too. You do have yep. a little Jared <laughs> in you, too. I can definitely tell. And I, I love it. That's how, that's how you won me over personally, just by watching your matches yeah. and how you call the matches itself. And, you know, right. Molly Holst and I, we were – Okay, we were intrigued, and yep, this is our guy. So we need to, we need to get him on the show. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <how we were. laughs> oh yeah, well, it's my honor. Yeah, I mean, I've, Jerry, I've taken so much from him. I kind of use that a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of my character is Jerry Lynn. I'm just a lot better looking and younger one. In case he's watching. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry, I love you, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because I, I, I kind of twist the new school with the old school mentality and I, I you know I'll do I can do all the big spots the high spots but I like the the psychology the storytelling is is a hundred percent of what I do and and you'll see that in the coming weeks I mean whether it's I mean like with Cape Championship Wrestling I got started with those guys because a buddy of mine that owns it run it Jason Wells was bringing in uh, Ricochet yeah and so he he called me up and he said hey listen I'm bringing in Ricochet he's like uh you're the guy that can keep up with him. You're the guy that can go out there and tear the house down. He said, Ricochet, this is going to be a, an hour from his hometown, you know, and his his, his son's going to be able to be there, his family, and he wants to go out there and just tear it up, like hold nothing back. And like I told him, I was like, I hold nothing back anyways. It doesn't matter if I have two people or, uh, you know, 20,000. I'm going to go out there and give 110%. I'll come out there, you know, beat up and bruised up, but – uh. I'm giving everything I have every time. So, uh, you know, I, I came in and, and I wrestled Ricochet and we hit it off big time and, and became really good friends after that. I mean, he's an amazing talent, probably the most athletic guy I've ever seen or been in the ring with. And I've been in the ring with a, a ton of them, including AJ Styles. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rick, Ricochet is, man, he's got so much talent. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Definitely, he. Oh my God! By the way, I seen that match. By the way, man. Honestly, man, you and Ricochet stole the show for me. Thank you. I, I honestly felt like a little kid again. I ain't gonna lie. You know, even though I'm almost forty, I mean, I'm thirty-eight, but still, yeah. I feel like a kid. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I'm still a kid, regardless. <laughs> I'm still a kid. You know? Exactly. Yeah, my wife always gives me that. My wife's like, really, like, yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I, I'm the same exact way. I've got all the toys and everything, and the collectibles and. Yeah, I'm still a kid at heart also. Older than you, by the way, but yeah, I, I'm still a kid at heart. And yeah, even like with Ricochet, what, what I loved about it was being, I was able to put that match together. First time ever meeting him and we just hit it off so well. I mean, being able to, I mean, the same company, I appreciate that company so much. I was able to wrestle for the NWA title against Nick Galvis. I wrestled, yes. you know, Christopher Daniels on their pay-per-view. I wrestled, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Dreamer. I wrestled, you know, John Spears. So many different guys, and of course, you know, uh, the first guy to actually give him a chance that helped him, you know, to get on there. It was my match that won match of the year with Marco Stunt in yes. his first ever match there. Yes, I, yes, another great match as well. Definitely, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that show. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. That was, yeah, I remember seeing him in like, you know, like several weeks before, or several months before that. You know, he was coming out doing like a uh, comedy character, kind of like a bodyguard for the SEAL group there. <laughs> yeah. So I told Jason, the owner, I was like, hey, man, give me Marco, give me 15 minutes and let me open the show. And he's like, man, I don't know if I can do that. I don't, I don't know. He's like, man, just give me Marco 
give me time and let me open the show. That's all you got to do. He's like, okay, you got Marco and we set the match up and yeah, the rest is history. Oh man, that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic, man. You did mention earlier as well about calling the matches. And I, right. I and I did you know I asked, I asked Precious when I had him on the show, but I want to you know get everybody's input because I'm so curious, uh, because you know you and Precious are not that by far when you guys began in your careers, uh, so my question to you is your your opinion about it. Well, obviously, we you know you learned from the past you know previously how to call matches in the ring, and nowadays right. currently we're now we're seeing more being called before them, you know before actual physicality you know began. Right. Uh, do you? Uh, how do you feel about calling matches? Do you, do you feel that it should should they just go with for obviously for example like if you're in front of a crowd let's say you you have the match already planned up so by the time you get into the ring the crowd's already there but then you, you feel the crowd differently and now you got to change you know change right. the match you know differently. Uh, but Absolutely. some some don't though that I've noticed. So I mean, but getting your opinion, do you feel that? People, especially who are you know getting into the business, should stick with that old school mentality of calling the match by the year instead of calling it before you know physically touching each other. I, I think honestly, I think it's very important to be able to do both. Right. Uh, like when I around the mid south area here, you know, before I started traveling off, everything was called in the ring, and we were able to adapt. But you know, if I'm rest, if I travel somewhere and I'm wrestling someone for the first time. I'd like to, I like to call some of it, uh, or at least get an idea. You know, find out what kind of moves he does really well. That that you know is what does he do well that looks really good, and let me piece it together and tell a story out of it, right. <clears throat> kind of thing. But you know, I mean, like with TNA, all the guys there, it was always we go over the match three or four or five times, had the whole thing set, and it might tweak just a little bit depending on the crowd, but not very much. You know, it wouldn't tweak a whole lot, but right. I'm, I'm able, especially if I go to a, a new place and I wrestle someone for a fir- for the first time. I mean, I, I like to uh, at least get a game plan on what we're planning on doing. If the guy is more comfortable with calling the entire thing, I can call an hour-long match in the back and remember the entire thing. I'm, I'm one of the, a lot of my friends go with the uh, kind of like a wrestling genius because I just, I, I can remember everything and I know like all the reversals and all this other stuff. And I kind of help teach people. That's what I enjoy most is being the teacher. But, uh, you know, I'd like to kind of get a game plan with guys at least. That way, you know, I know what they can do. And a lot of times if I call – if I'm able to call their spots for them, like Ricochet, I was calling his spots for him out there. And, you know, they're impressed with it for one because I'm able to remember their spots. But, I'm you know, can kind of – we can kind of twist like the Ricochet match. I say probably 60, 65% of that was called in the back. The rest of it was kind of – I knew – the direction we were going so right. i kind of like would piece it the whenever i felt that the it was appropriate as far as the crowd because you know i you know i kind of pay attention to that i mean like the time i wrestled the i wrestled the steiner brothers in a tag team match in front okay. of like seventeen thousand people and i know the steiner brothers moves i mean i've watched them as kids growing up and yeah. you know i was able to go out there and, and they wanted ahead of time because they didn't know it they didn't know me at the time uh right. but they wanted to call everything beforehand so we kind of knew what was going on then by the time we got out there and they realized that hey you know i'm i'm right there with them uh we just kind of started going off script and it, it was really fun i mean it just in the middle of nowhere you know you, you you uh you back up the rope and scott steiner grabs your arm and you say all right shoot me up give me a Ste- uh, you know a frankensteiner 
And it's just cool, you know, I always called it, you know, either the Frankenstein or the Hurricane Rana, you know, as it's changed over the years. But yeah, right. just being able to call that spot to him was just, it was surreal at the moment. Right, right. And you mentioned TNA. So how was that experience, you know, because, you know, you came out on TNA Explosion, I believe you did, on uh, a yeah. six-man tag. Uh, but how was that experience in TNA at that time? And I, I'm not quite sure who yeah. was running it. I don't know if it was Carter or uh, – I think it was after Jared, right? So this was more Dixie or was it – who was it really running this was, the show at that time? This was Jared, yeah. Oh, okay. It was, this Jared. was Jeff. Okay. Uh, okay. Jeff, you know, Bill Barons and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, it was an amazing experience. I loved it. Uh the company I was that helped me get the booking there originally, uh, uh, down South Championship Wrestling. It wasn't an official because they didn't have an official one, but it was kind of like their, I guess you would say, kind of their developmental group because right. uh, we had all, all of the girls before the Knockouts Division like started. We had you know ODB and Tracy Brooks and Angel Williams at the time. It became Angelina Love, you know, yes. and all of those guys, all those girls, you know, we kind of started the knockouts division and then i was working a program at dcw with elix skipper with aj with sunny siaki or sunny siaki i don't even know how many times but yeah siaki siaki was amazing we just go out there and just we, we, we apologized ahead of time and then we went out there and just killed it every time but i and i actually won a, a independent match of the year through one of the publications with uh, elix skipper one year oh my God. and yeah elix i love elix he's one of my good friends and and, and david young and, you know, the TNA experience was just – it was amazing because I was there quite a few times. I only did the uh, the dark match there uh, – not dark match, the uh, the explosion match. It was a six-man with uh, – and at the time it was his uh, debuting. It was uh, Hernandez. Yeah. Was a part of the elite guard, yeah. And uh, it was really cool because, you know, we, we did the uh, – it was the first border toss. And uh, as soon as <laughs> – yeah, he chunked me. And uh, as soon as I got back to the locker room, I remember Sanjay Duck coming up to me and saying, that was the most amazing bump I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, well, I felt every bit of it. Because <laughs> 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 I think it may have been the first week or maybe it was the second week with the six-sided ring. And that ring is uh, unforgiving. Oh, my God. To say I'm, the I'm least. Per- I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure it has to take a lot of endurance to be in a six-sided ring compared to, like, an original four-sided ring. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, my God. Uh, also wanted to ask, so out of all the matches you had that you mentioned all the names earlier, I also forgot, about, I don't know if you, you did wrestle also P.D. Williams, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, I wrestled him uh, three times in one weekend, yeah. Oh, wow. good, 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 fr- good friend of mine, yeah, we did a, a show, two shows in Mississippi and one in Arkansas for the, uh, and he, it was, all three of them were for the X Division title where, you know, he was doing the, uh, the uh, little pop of pump gimmick at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it, we, we became really good friends uh, from that. Still talk to him every once in a while. But yeah, yeah. It was amazing wrestling, Petey. Petey, Petey is another one. He, I mean, he's a guy that. I mean, he's just so talented. I mean, if he was, if he was a foot taller, I mean, he would have main event in WrestleMania four times. Right. I mean, he's just that good. Yeah, definitely. I mean. Well, which I'm kind of glad that kind of changed now. I'm I'm glad that that, yeah. you know, that six foot seven or six six is obsolete now, and it's more on you know five eleven, five ten people because that's what honestly, if it wasn't, I would say what for Benoit himself or Guerrero, even uh, Daniel Bryan, none of them it wasn't you know from it wasn't for them they would not be noticeable of what it is now, uh, which I'm glad that it's now getting its recognition where it needs to be you know recognized. 
Um, right. But out of out of all these matches, which one you can say? So you could say that basically Ricochet was the main one that took the next level of over 120% of Austin Lane, or who else can you say out of all those names that took out the best of you besides Ricochet? Oh, yeah. I mean, most, especially uh, if I get in the, the ring, I mean, I wrestled so many big names, I honestly couldn't name all of them. But the, uh, you know, Ricochet, Petey Williams, AJ Styles, uh, Jerry on multiple occasions, uh, of course, Marco, and a lot, there's a lot of guys, not just those names, but there's a lot of guys in this area and around independent wrestling in general that are just amazing talents that we go out there and, and I give my best with, with, no matter with who it is. But it was, you know, it's one of those where I like to pick out the guy who I think is, uh, is one of the best workers around. I want, and I want to tell a story. I want, I want to, to draw people in because I really, you know, my, I don't have the honky tonk man character. I don't have a character like the Crowley's who are amazing talents in the ring, by the way. Yes. I mean, you, they haven't even scratched the surface of what these guys can do. Guys like the, the young goats uh, yes. are in the skimmer horns and the skimmer horns better be because they, they had a pretty good trainer. So, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, there I'm we go. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. just because of that, <laughs> i let you know I will be having them on the show, too. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. they'll, they'll be on the show yeah. as well. The Young Goats will be on the show, and I'm going to put them on the spot. <laughs> yeah, the, young, the, spot. The, the Young Goats, the Skimmer Horns, believe it or not, I mean, Champs of Wrestling in Memphis has some of the, the, if not close, they might have the best tag team division in the world. I mean, the amount of talent, you just haven't even seen it yet, you know, because a lot of times we're building toward, you know, toward stories and you're going to get more time. But like right now, I mean, you, you out there and you see the, you know, the Young Goats versus, you know, the Russell Twins or the Skimmerhorns or or whomever, it, it, whomever, the Crowleys, and you, they have, you know, six minutes. Six minutes is nothing. Yeah. When you see these guys go out for 30 minutes, then, then you're going to be – blown away with the amount of talent these guys have and that, that's just the honest truth i mean there and I there's guys that. like that yeah that i want to get in the ring with like the goats and uh the crowleys i've been in the ring with uh before jackson several times yeah but yeah yeah they uh most i mean i'm gonna give everything i have with every person so kind of circle around to your answer but yeah the matches i, I think the match that with ricochet was the one where I said, okay, if this is my last match, I'm fine with it because I'm leaving everything in the ring and I'm going to go out there and just tear the house down and just, I'm, I'm going to have WrestleMania main event right there. And I've done that a few times. I mean, whether it's uh, a guy named Del Tucker, uh, Anton LaVey, like there's, there's been so many different guys that a lot of people don't know of. And they, it's really a shame because they're so talented. There's, you know, the indie scene is so saturated that, you know, we don't get, you don't get to see as much of these guys, but I, I, you really need to go out to all of your indie shows that are close by any kind of independent show, AJ Gray, you know, and, and guys like that go out and, and watch those shows. Cause you, you'd be amazed on how much talent is there that 99% of the country just don't even know about. Them. I absolutely agree. I'm with you hundred percent. And that's the reason, you know, more like here on circle debate is, we highlight people with a, a lot of talent like yourself, you know, that are needs that that exposure because it's like right. 
never had that platform. Yes, back in, you know, I grew up also, you know, with the Latin era time, you know, with a developmental era time, you could say, because it wasn't like right. most of an indie scene because there was only one global, you know, promotion. But now that right. is, I'm glad that it's becoming now more, it, it expanded out. Now it's really, you know, reviving that territory scene all over, you know, the world, you know, all over the state. Yeah. And I, I love it. And uh, you're, abs- you're absolutely right about that, that there's a lot of hidden talent that people are not, you know, don't know about. And even though we're old school, we could say, you know, I've, we could thank technology for it nowadays because now you're able to have, you know, YouTube or even on a title match network, Fight TV, you know, right. or IWTV. Well, as long as you, uh, we have those platforms now, we're able to have the availability to see them. But if not, you like how you said, if go to a live performance, go to a live show. And I'm happy that the doors are kind of opening now, little by little. Uh, hopefully, by everybody then, everybody's vaccinated, and hopefully, we could, you know, get rid of this global pandemic bastard and get back to normal <laughs> lives. You know. That's- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, there's so much talent like throughout the whole world. I mean, I, for a long time, you know, when I was younger, you know, I was the indie darling without the internet kind of thing. So you right. know, it was it was the guy like trailing around and tearing the house down with different, you know, different guys. And I always call myself like wrestling's best kept secret. And the thing, yeah, the thing is, is like, there's so many guys that are talented that can, I mean, whether, you know, you you can see the next CM Punk, the next Ric Flair, the next Ricky Steamboat, Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, they're out there now. And there are guys out there probably more talented than they are that just haven't been seen yet and been discovered. Yeah, absolutely. I agree on 100%. I agree. I mean, over here for us in California, how it started, it was just more of a website. We had we had SoCalUncensored.com. Uh, right. That helped us out uh, getting to know, even though we, you know, YouTube had it in, in existence at that time, barely, you know, AOL was coming out, Net Zero, all that. But he at least created that platform of where the independent promotions are located and where to see. Because he will right. go to the shows himself and write down, you know, his blogs. Give me, you know, his opinions. And that's how we, you know, myself, I got intrigued and in how I'm kind of wanted to get into business. I tried it out too, but I kind of hurt yeah. myself. So if I can't do, if I can't do, you know, physical training in the ring to be, become a wrestler, okay, I'll do something else. So right. I started, you know, looking into commentating, podcasting. So I've been doing my life, uh, you know. Well, you're good at what you do. That's for sure. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, besides pro wrestling, I see that you're a head coach for a football team, huh? for Newport football team. Is that correct? Lingo? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I'm the head coach in uh, uh, the Pee Wee program, and then I, I help out with the high school. I'm on the radio. Uh, I mean, I, I've got so many different jobs, I guess you could say. I'm an umpire in charge in this area, uh, and I, I travel and uh, umpire in different areas. I, I, I'm really involved with uh, the community and the kids. And I, I like to help, you know, the kids out. You know, I've got kids of my own, a grandkid now, so – you know, I'm really, you know, I, I'm trying to uh, to give back to the community that gave to me so many years ago. Oh, man, and I love it, man. That's the beauty of it. Give it back to the community, why not? And I commend you. You're doing a I appreciate fantastic it. job. Yeah. Fantastic job. I also noticed that also, uh, did you, uh, Craig Von Braun, and I apologize, right. but did you had a tryout with WWE before? It looked yeah. like, oh, you, uh, it's, it's uh, like you had a yeah. tryout. Yeah, it it. I mean, the times I went, I went there several times, and, and most of the time it was there only as a, uh, 
you know, an extra. And then yeah. we kind of, you know, we're able to work out in the ring for them. And of course, uh, you know, it, the times I went there, I, I think I went there maybe six, six or eight times, something like that. And I, and I was doing the extra work and, uh, you know, we'd get just a few minutes here and there. And it took me a little while to, to get, you know, I, I was able to get in the ring for, you know, two or three minutes with, you know, and, and with, like Jamie Noble and Arn Anderson watching in and, you know, another guy that's extremely talented, a guy named Poker Face from around here, uh, me and him went out there. And I, I remember we were, we were got noticed because uh, while other guys were getting in the ring and just bouncing around and trying to show off, well, me and Poker Face were on the outside of the ring on the apron, okay. you know, and, and this it's not like an official trial or anything at this time. Okay. And m- myself and Poker Face <laughs> go about 30 minutes of nothing but just, hold for hold and reversals and different ones and people just started watching i think that's when they realized that these guys know what they're doing you know and it, you know i had the tryout and i didn't really get uh we didn't really get watched all that much uh because uh, you know those days were extremely busy at the time especially you know at, they were doing the uh, guest host you know for raw and then of course smackdown you know we were doing uh like being a druid several times for the undertaker but yeah, the uh, we didn't get like actually watched a whole lot, and then you know uh, Jamie Noble got my number, and he said, you know, hey, I'll, I'll give you a call. He's like, uh, let's, you know, I guess try to set up more of an official kind of thing, you know, right. as far as trial. But believe it or not, like uh, I think uh, on one of my last ones uh, coming back from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I actually called my wife and I told her I was like, I mean. That's what most people's dream is, is, is going to the WWE. And I, but like I told her, I was like, man, that's, it's not really my dream. So, right. you know, I stopped contacting them and stuff like that. Like I told her, you know, I prefer to be, you know, I, I cut my teeth on the Indies and I prefer to be there helping other guys. Because, I mean, it, you know, a guy my size, you know, I've never had a six pack for one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty lean and, and back then and, and I've had a lot of injuries since then, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm five foot 11 on a good day. Uh, you know, and they, at the time they're hiring guys, you know, you had to be at least six, three yeah. or above. So, you know, the, they weren't looking for a guy my size at the time. And, and like I told her, I was like, you know, I'm going to go there and, you know, work their style, you know, and, and kind of just, you know, do what they need me to do. Because it's the job. It's what it is. It's a job. But like right. I told her, I said, you know, I, I'm more interested in being able I'm, – I'm an artist. I, I want to be able to create my vision, not their vision. So, I, I like I told her, I was like, you know, I, I just I don't want to do it anymore as far as, you know, pursuing the WWE. Right. Uh, I wanted more of control, creative control over what I did in the ring. You know, uh, and I'm not big-headed at all. You know, I – I'll, I'll put anybody over. I've actually wrestled and put over a broomstick before, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and he actually worked better than most, uh, than a lot of guys that I've wrestled over the years, but <laughs> that's, you know, here, near, here or there, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of an artist. I want to be able to paint my picture and then I want to be able to help other people learn how to paint their picture kind of thing. And, and it's just kind of, it's just the way I am. The, the, and that's what I love. And that's why I, like with championship wrestling from Memphis or any promotion I've been to, I've always been kind of the guy to go to and I kind of help people out. But with championship wrestling from Memphis, you know, I'm actually one of the uh, producers there yeah. and agenting and helping, helping guys, you know, help tell stories 
and helping, you know, helping them to develop characters as well as stepping in the ring also myself, which, I mean, it's, it's always, you know, especially around this area, it's a dream to be on Memphis wrestling, you know, no matter what the name is, whether it's USWA wrestling, renegade power pro, which I was able actually to do power pro, but it was the, I guess you kind of say the reboot version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Hales had done, you know, he'd done power pro wrestling before, and then he kind of rebooted it in, Ripley, Tennessee, this was several years ago, and uh, Alan Steele and myself were both there. And as a matter of fact, Alan Steele had, uh, was the Power Pro champion, and then okay. then I, I beat him for the title. And at the time, what was really cool about it is being able to hold that Southern Heavyweight Championship and knowing that at, the, at that time, and still to this day, I guess, as his Power Pro is, has been officially gone, uh, there was only two people to ever be the Power Pro Heavyweight Champion and be undefeated at that time, and that was Austin Lane and a guy that you may have heard of named Kurt Angle. Yeah, oh, that's right. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool. And, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I was able to do that, but you know, being able to the championship wrestling from Memphis, it just I, I get excited and nervous you know before each taping because just the history and the heritage which you know is why the the title was called the memphis heritage championship the heritage you know uh and knowing that the the guys that you know paved the way before us i'm walking that same road you know and being able to perform in the same way that they did whether you know all uh, you know one of the greatest i think of all time hot stuff eddie gilbert i mean he was just yes just so good and such, you know, he was a genius. Yeah. And, and like, you know, Bobby Eaton, a guy like Bobby Eaton, Bobby Eaton, who's become a really good friend of mine, a, an amazing human being. Yes, he is. You know, and just following his footsteps. I mean, I'll tell you a quick story of Bobby Eaton. Uh, many years ago, when uh, my grandmother had passed away and didn't tell anyone. And, you know, just right here in my small town, and we were at the funeral home, you know, at the visitation, myself my wife my parents and you know and, and everybody and then all of a sudden i hear you know a lot of whispering and people looking toward the door and i turn around and beautiful bobby eaton's walking into the to the uh funeral home to pay his respects to my grandmother that he'd never met before by the way but just because you know uh, that's the type of guy he is he's got that heart that just you know and you know those are the guys you know like that that i tried to i want to make proud you know uh, the ones that have passed, the ones that are still alive. I want them to be proud of what I put out there and know that I'm carrying on their legacy. Right. And I mean, you have, and you still are doing it. And and most definitely 100% you are. And you have fans. Believe it or not, you have fans. You. <laughs> so believe it, you have fans. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, even though we're in California, but hey, we're rooting for you from all over here from California, here in Los Angeles. So yeah, we are. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I might have to make me a trip over to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood to go show out over there. (laughs) We're we're just waiting for Marquez to, like, open those doors, letting the fans back in there so we can be like, okay, I want to see Championship Hollywood and Memphis collide, you know, have a cross-promotion. Why not? I I would love to see you and Ray Rosas. Why not? That's the Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, man, he's so talented, too. They got so much talent over there, yeah. I'm just about to tell Marquez, just pick out your best. And put him in the ring, and I'll meet him there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. So, how, you know, speaking of championships, how did that relationship came between yourself and Dustin? So, how did 
Yeah, that became fruition of you producing <laughs> and, you know. I, yeah, I'll, I'll go back a little bit further. I'll tell you how the, the uh, relationship with Dustin in general started. Dustin okay. and I were kind of like parallel for, for many years. Uh, you know, I was always the guy who, who, who could, you know, who went out to outwork everybody. And Dustin was, you know, on, on the other side of the river. And, and he's going out there and tearing the house down with all these different people. And, and it's crazy because, you know, it, this is pre-internet time. So, you know, people weren't able to, to contact other, you know, other promoters or whatever. And both of us got a uh, very wrong uh, impression of ourselves or from each other, from other people. I, I had a, both of us actually had a uh, reputation of, oh, these guys, they have egos and they, you know, they think they're better than everybody because they're main eventing shows and they haven't been in the business very long. And, you know, and both of us. And so we got booked on a show, I don't, I don't even remember where the town was. We got booked on a show and both of us kind of went in and we were hesitant with each other. And neither one of us, I mean, it wasn't no hug or the high nice to meet you. Yeah, let's, let's put this match together. Let's do yeah. this. We go out there and the chemistry is unbelievable. And then we, it, it's one of those we both realized, you know, it was kind of that, you know, kind of like the Spider-Man uh, meme where they're pointing at each other. Oh, yeah. And those, those series, <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. You don't have an ego at all, and he's like, "No, you don't have an ego." He's like, "Man, I, I think I might like you," and it's you know, kind of like stepbrothers. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Every everywhere we went, everyone always thought, "Oh, these guys got to be hard to work with because you know they got pushed so young, and you know they they accomplished so much such little time." But yeah, we're as humble as can be, and and never been you know. As you see, most of this interview, I've talked about other wrestlers because, you know, I want to help other guys get over. And that's just that's just what I love about it. But with Dustin, you know, we, we wrestled for many years. He worked for me for a company named New Experience Wrestling. Okay. We were, we were doing TV. We were doing live-to-tape TV and then internet pay-per-views. And I, I brought him in there. And when I got booked at that place, the, the owner there, it even said, you know, when I first was planning on bringing you in, everyone said not to do it because, you, you know, you were going to be difficult to work with. He said – you were just the opposite. He said, you're the easiest person to work with. <laughs> and then when I, when I said something about bringing in Dustin, he, he said the same thing. And I said, you said the same thing about me. Bring <laughs> Dustin in. And, of course, you know, it's just the same exact thing. You know, Dustin proved that he's, you know, an amazing talent, an amazing guy to work with. So I've known him for many years. And then uh, I've seen, believe it or not, I've seen Dustin posting about the championship wrestling for Memphis. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. Memphis is going to have another wrestling promotion. I was like, I got to find out about this. So I contacted him about, you know, coming on and just being a producer only. Right. And, uh, and he's, and I asked him, I was like, man, who's, who's behind that? And he said, well, I mean, it's a guy named David Marquez and myself. And I'm like, why didn't you call me? And he's like, well, I didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to wrestle. And I was like, well, I can produce if you want me to. And he's like, well, if you want to wrestle, you can wrestle too. And I said, well, I mean, I can produce an agent and help out. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, when you feel like wrestling, you know, I'll make sure that you've got a spot there. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll take the first, you know, if you take these off, I was like, but I'll, I'll help produce and help with times and help you guys over. And I was like, and then I'll, I'll get in the ring and wrestle also. That's incredible. That's fantastic. I'm glad, you know, because just seeing, just seeing your presence there in championship, even though like watching you, you know, for the first time, but just seeing that press, I could tell that just the knowledge that you have, what you carry, and what you, how you analyze everything, 
it's it sparks it, it makes it looks fantastic what you do uh, honestly yeah i appreciate that yeah i appreciate and, that so much and then also my, my curiosity since now that he started doing with the training at the rental center i know he has i know it's himself and uh and keith corbett i believe so right that are kind yeah. of training the new upcoming but he has right. you as well you know sometimes as well or or or, or you absolutely oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not a full time trainer there, but you know, the school when the school gets gets up and going, yeah, all all it is, is Dustin, a, I'm a phone call away, and I, I'm right there. I mean, it's it's I'm maybe an hour and a half from where I live, uh, the uh, the wrestle center, and it amazing, amazing venue, and yeah. So I mean, I'm there in a heartbeat. I mean, I'll drive an hour and a half, and then an hour and a half back, three hours, you know, both ways, just to help guys and uh, help teach. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the trainers there, they're, King Cobra is King Cobra is one of those legends that was not, you know, holding on to that torch and not allowed to pass it. I mean, King Cobra is such a, you know, a vital point of championship wrestling for Memphis because he's, you know, he's there to help all the young guys out and he wants Memphis wrestling to continue. I mean, he knows it's not, you know, his time is, is gone, you know, so he, he he's able to contribute with the knowledge and so much more, you know, just teaching guys and just his presence. I mean, he's just, he's an amazing human being as well as wrestler. You know, I've said it quite a few times. Cause I mean, if I, I'm one of those guys, if I meet a guy that's an amazing human being, I'm going to, I'm going to give him credit for it, you know, and, and King Cobra, I mean, the first African-American champion there, yes. just so, I mean, the, the rich history himself with Jerry Jarrett this past time, and Jerry literally said, this may be the best locker room I've seen in 25 years. I mean, that just it's just so – I'm so honored to be a part of it. So, yeah, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Uh, I'm not there – I'm not going to be a, a full-time, you know, we'd be an hour and a half away. But, yeah, we set up certain classes or segments that, that I need to help come and teach. I, I'm there in a heartbeat. Oh, man, definitely. And you're right, and I'm glad that that – I'm happy for Dustin that he brought that back especially to Memphis, you know, because that was the pinnacle of pretty much professional wrestling. And, you know, right. with the Mecca and, you know, with the Dundees, with the King and the Cobras, it's like, I'm glad that it's back. And I'm glad that with the roster that it, that you guys have is, has, like you said earlier, they haven't seen nothing yet. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing once, you know, everything gets situated. I'm hoping he gets more time to, you know, instead of an hour, hopefully get a two hour show going and, better storytelling, you know, than what we see, like a sneak peeks, but I'm definitely looking yeah. forward for that. Yeah, I mean, we, we've only scratched the surface. It's, yeah. it's one of those, we're not going to run out of stories or talent, I promise you. This this upcoming taping that, you know, has not even aired yet, so I'm not going to give any spoilers away because, you know, Doctor Strange seen uh, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, you know, 17 million times, and he didn't spoil it, so I'm not going to either. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, uh, yeah, there, there's a uh, there's a couple tag matches on there. There's one in particular. I'm like, you'll know when you see it. But uh, right. there's one in particular that changed the way I thought about tag team wrestling. I mean, so much talent you would you would not be able to believe. And then one of my matches on on it, uh, man, we we tore the house down. And it, it's going to be one of those where you look at it, and you're like, wait a minute, that's uh, this is a TV match, not pay per view. You know what? What the heck's going on? But yeah, and, and it's. I love the fact that, you know, going forward, I'm going to be able to to pick out guys in that locker room that I feel like deserve TV time and deserve to show what they can do, you know. And so I'm going to take them out there and and 
and we're going to lace them up and show the world exactly what championship wrestling has. Exactly. And I love it. By God, I love it, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to ask as well, you know, throughout your career, I feel uh, you just, you just scratch the surface yourself. Still, you have a lot more to go to, right. you know, what you would like to accomplish, but what have you got have accomplished by far in your career? Which one has been your defining moment, you know, prior to what it is currently now? Even though you haven't scratched oh, the surface yeah. yet, but I mean, what has oh, been your defining yeah. moment as, you know, throughout your career? Man, it's, there's so many things I'm proud of, whether it's many of the matches with Jerry Lynn, the match with Ricochet, being able to step in the ring with Nick Aldis for the NWA heavyweight title and to, to touch the title, the 10 pounds of gold. I mean, I, I, I've got goosebumps right now. Oh I mean, God. just because I love the business so much. Uh, believe it or not, like the – I don't know what would be my, like, pinnacle moment because I think the whole thing – what I'm most proud of in wrestling is 22 years and I've not injured one opponent. Knock that's on wood, but I've never injured opponent, and that's, you know, that's what I'm most proud of. But – as far as like matches or moments or something like that, uh, and being able to to being able to help a guy like Marco, you know, you know, get to the uh, lost in New York and then to to AEW and then you know and to being able to step in the ring with a guy like Ricochet and being able to you know his family being there and him being able to do you know everything that he wants to do and really show out and, you know, and make his family proud, being able to be that guy that he could do it with, you know, like Jimmy Hart told me, he's like, man, he's like, I'll be honest with you. He said, the best wrestlers in the world aren't the guys on TV that you see main event and champions. He said, they're the guys that goes out there and has big shows match one night. And then Shawn Michaels match the next night. And then triple H's match the next night. And then the next night they're out there wrestling, you know, the one, two, three kid or X-Pac or whoever. It's the guy that can wrestle different styles with different people and can make each one of them look good. Those are the best wrestlers in the world. And that's what I've been most proud of is, you know, being respected and honored by my peers as being one of the best in the world. You know, the, the best of the best was actually, you know, I, I got it from the from the old uh, karate movie from the 80s and 90s, the, the best of the best. But, you know... That was, you know, someone, you know, told me to start going by that. And then I was called the human highlight reel. I, I never even used that myself. It was given to me by my peers and just being able to earn those guys respect that, you know, come to me for advice or come to me when they want to have their best match ever. You know, being able to, you know, have those guys come to me and say, hey, man, I want to tear the house down. I want to have my best match ever. Will you wrestle me? I mean, that's the honor, you know, that I – man, that, that's just what I'm most proud of, you know, is just earning the, my peers' respect in the ring. Absolutely. And you you earned it. And, of course, you're – that's why you, us, we commend you for that. And even Vambitious, even though we had him on the show, even though he said himself, you know, he highly respects you a lot. And he – you're, like, one of his peers. And hopefully, you know, but even, even though he said if you have unsettled, you know, unsettled business, he hasn't finished with you. So – Absolutely, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing another, you know, a trilogy yeah. between, you know, between both of you guys. But I, yeah, I, I'll give him credit. Van, when I first saw him, I thought, okay, this, this is going to be one of those pretty boys. You know, this is one of those 
sports entertainers that I'm just going to tie up and, and I'm, I'm going to hurt him. And yeah, he's not Van Vicious may be a pretty boy. He is that, but man, he whacks a punch. I, as a matter of fact, I know your, your audio, your, your audio podcast won't be able to see that, mm-hmm. but yeah, that ain't that yeah. huge bruise on it. Yeah. That proves that Van Vicious is a uh, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. He, he, we definitely have unfinished business. I, I would be honored to step in the ring with him anytime because yeah, he's not one of those pretty boys that can't do anything. He can go out there and wrestle. Yeah. And that's why like when my other host, like he loved that match and he was, he said himself, like we off the air when we spoke to Van and like, we would like to see a trilogy. We want to see another rematch. And, why not? And I'm hoping this time we're able to see it on the wrestle facility, wrestle, wrestle center. And I cannot wait to see that. But I will also yeah. want to see get your hands on, of course, the main the main man, Derek King. <laughs> I know you had a history oh, with yeah. him, but yeah, you need to get your hands on that man because he's been yeah, dicking and dodging, you know, dodging, weaving your you know the challenge that you put him. But what's yeah. going on with that? I mean, is he that scared of the best of the best? Man, I, I would honestly, I would like to tell you, yes, of course he's scared of, you know, the the, the wrestling machine. You know, the, the guy that's either going to make him tap or he's going to take a nap. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, Derek is so psychological. It's, I don't think he's scared at all. I think he's playing mind games, honestly. Yeah. Because, yeah, Derek is, he got into my head for one. I mean, he got me very, very angry. So, you know, he's just, and Derek is so talented. People don't realize the guys that Derek King helped to uh, develop, uh, guys like Brock Lesnar and Sheldon Benjamin and John Cena, you know, Derek King, you know, was in the ring with those guys. And Derek is so talented. He may be the most talented guy that the majority of the world's never heard of. Right. I mean, he's just, he is so good. It, it's and so I'm going to give him credit. You know, the guy's good, so I'm going to be on my A game, I promise you. But, yeah, I don't think he's scared at all. I honestly think that he's playing mind games, which hopefully that's going to give me a leg up, knowing that he's trying to play mind games and, and try to keep him out of my head. But I'm, I'm one of those aggressive guys, so he, he'll probably end up ticking me off to a point where, man, they're going to have to pull me off of him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that, though, but we, we are going to see that. So here's another biggest question for you. Because we do have, of course, the Grind City Rumble coming up on May fifteenth. Are we going to see the? Are we going to see the best of the best walking out being the first crowned World Heritage Champion? Are we going to see that? Are you going to get your hands on Derek King if he participates on that Rumble? Uh, I, I promise you this. Uh, I've already talked to management. I'm in the Rumble, so I'm going to be in the Rumble, and. I don't know where Derek is going to be in the Rumble. I know where I'm going to be in the Rumble. And I know that if he's out there when I come out there, he better run. But, yeah, he's going to be my top priority. And then after that, of course, is going to be the Memphis Heritage Championship. That's a title that I'm not going to be able to retire until I have that title around my waist. I promise you that. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going out to the Rumble. And my first job is to tear Derek King's head off. Uh, toss him over the top. That's my main job. And then after that, like whoever's left in the ring, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry and I feel sorry for you. But yeah, Austin Lane's going to be the uh, Memphis Heritage Championship. Now, I'll prove to all of them. I don't care. I don't care if there's 28 other people because after I already tossed Derek, you know, there's only 28 <laughs> left. 28 guys and girls are going to find out why I am 
pillar and post and rope to rope, the best of the best inside that wrestling ring. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And I'll be rooting for you for sure. Chris and I will be rooting for you. That's for damn sure that you actually win that rumble because if you, if, if you do, we're, we want to have you back in the show. We will love to have you I'll, with I that title. the title. Yes, I will bring that title. I'll, I'll just next time I'll have it right up here, you know, right up next to some of my uh, toy figures on the wall here. I love I'll it. have that big gigantic title right there, right behind me. Absolutely. Also, well, you know, speaking of you know girls, I, you know, if, you know, mind me if it's too personal, but yeah, I love it that the fact that you you know yourself and your wife actually you know wrestling together. So, did you yeah. you you met her during the you know during the time during you know during the independent circuit you met her and then you guys become like almost like a tag team. I'm not sure if you guys ever have. Uh, but I mean, how is a working relationship like that? You know, from you know separating home and the business. Uh, you know, yeah. how, how's the relationship with that? Well, you're not going to believe this. Well, first I'll, I'll tell you that you know we did meet in the wrestling business. Uh, at the time, she was the show that I met her at. She wasn't actually working the show. Her family, you know, were sitting at uh, ringside, and I'd I'd walk by, and I was a heel at the time. So I told his told her sister. I said, uh, "I've seen better butts on cigarettes." <laughs> and she said, and, and uh, Nikki said she fell in love at that moment because I said it to her sister. And, uh, man, I mean, I fell in love. I mean, it, it's we've worked in the business for so many years together. We work uh, jobs here together. Me and Nikki are together 24-7, and we never fight. I mean, it's really crazy. A lot of people don't realize that the working relationship, I mean, just the she's an amazing person and – so beautiful. Trust me. Uh, every time I wake up in the morning, I realize that I'm a very good worker because I made that girl, uh, you know, believe that uh, she should be married to me for one. <laughs> so, right. yeah, yeah, you know, I outkicked my coverage. I promise you. Yeah. She just the most beautiful woman I've ever met my entire life. The most amazing mom and, and wife. And so, you know, She's my best friend and kind of my partner in crime. And we've tagged so many times together over the years. And she's she's right there, been right there with me the whole time. Uh, and it's, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm so, you know, I, I, I'm so blessed. You know, my, my entire family has been so supportive over the years and my, and my wife being in the business. And, man, it just... It's just great, you know. I, I, I've had, I'm living my best life. I, I really am. I am living the best life I possibly can, and she's a huge part of that. I, and I want, I, and I love that. I mean, that's really, really great to have. You know, honestly, I wish I could have had that with my wife. Like, if I was in the business, <laughs> but no, you know, with me, when I'm watching pro wrestling, she's in the other side of the room. I'm like, all right, I'll be in my office. Yeah. And fine. <laughs> well, 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 I can't really argue with Nikki because if you've seen her guns, you know, Nikki can no, probably crap out of me. Yeah, she can beat me up. So, I, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I sit there and I'll flex, and and she just comes up behind me and her. Yeah, she oh, embarrasses no, me sometimes. <laughs> Miss Lane got the gun already. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. she's got the guns. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a one last question for you. Absolutely. And, and, and I know that you still have, well, actually, two more questions. But after okay. this one. So, first, if you can choose your dream opponent from past, right. for the from the past and current, okay. uh, where would you have it and with who and what type of match? Hmm. So, I'll give you one of each because right. uh, I'll tell you, growing up, my dream opponent 
would be because I've wrestled AJ Styles, you know, and I've, I've wrestled the same show as the American Dragon, you know, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan. My dream opponent would be Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania because he's Mr. Main Event. He's the, you know, and I'm, I'm the guy that they always say, you know, you put a big match in front of Austin Lane and trust me, he delivers. And it just, the two guys, I mean, the guy who delivers every big match at WrestleMania that he's in and then the guy who delivers every match that he's in, those two guys on the grandest stage of all, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of AEW New Japan. You know, I don't watch much WWE product anymore lately. Uh, but WrestleMania is the show. I mean, yes. that's just that's just it, it really is. So you know, Shawn Michaels, and honestly, it doesn't matter what kind of match you put Shawn Michaels, you know, in his prime, Austin Lane in his prime, and just give us all the time in the world and. I guarantee you it'd be the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Oh, yeah. And I it's, believe that. Yeah, yeah. And as far as, like, right now, I mean, man, I mean, there's so many guys that are so talented. But I'll tell you who I want. There, there's two different guys who, who I would love to step foot in the ring with that I think that we would not just create a great match, not just create a memorable match, but create something magical and historic in the ring. There's two different guys that want it, and I don't care if it's an Iron Man match. Just give us all the time in the world to tell our story. You give me two different guys, and one of them is Kazuska Okada. That's right. And, yes. And the other, <laughs> and the other is Kenny Omega. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm it's telling you now that Kenny, the styles. I mean, I've had so many guys who you know, even legends of business, saying, "Man, it." If I ever saw you and, and Kenny Omega or you and Okada, man, I don't know. I've had legends saying, man, I'll, I'd buy a ticket in a heartbeat for that. I would, too. Why the hell not? I would buy a ticket in a heartbeat. I will fly to Japan yeah. to go see you just after Absolutely. the match. Because I, I, Absolutely, I can yeah. just picture it. Could be an hour and 20, could be an hour and 20 minutes of a match. Because I think the That's last time I, yeah. they had a match, I think, in Dominion, I think it wasn't about that long, about an hour and 20. That was when... Okada lost the belt to Omega. Finally, yeah. for, you know. I think yeah, I think it was right around like eighty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah, give me eighty-five minutes with either one of those guys, and and as far as place, man, let's do it. Let's do it at the at, at the uh, the dome there, the Tokyo Dome. Tokyo I mean, dome, let's yes. do it. Yeah, I, at WrestleMania would be awesome with those guys too. But I mean, those styles and the style because I can I can have the match with AJ or Shawn Michaels and have that type of match. Or I can go out there and have the uh, the strong style with Okada and Omega, and just being able to do that in the the Tokyo Dome with that crowd, I, I, yeah, it, it would be magic. I promise you that it it would be magic. That would be my dream match. Oh my god, I'm getting goosebumps, man. Look, <laughs> man, I, I, I I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm getting the goosebumps too, man. That's just how much I love the wrestling business, man. I, I want to create for people. I want to, like I said, I'm an artist. I want to create the masterpieces. And it's something that people will remember because when they leave a show, I want them to say, you know what? That Austin Lane guy, man, he, he really was the best of the best. Yes. And that's why you are the best of the best. And that's what the last question for you, Mr. Best of the Best. What is the goal for Mr. Lane for 2021? What are the goals for 2021? The goals for 2021 is to uh, – I have several goals. One of them is to become Memphis Heritage Champion. There that is, you, you know, that's a huge goal of mine for since I was a kid. So that's 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 the that's one of the top goals right there. The uh, the other goals is to have multiple matches of the week with you guys for one, 
uh, <laughs> and to create stars and not, you know, wh whether it elevates myself with it, that's uh, fine. But I want to elevate and create more stars. My goal in 2021 is for everyone in the country to know who the young goats, the skimmerhorns, you know, the Crowleys, you know, Dustin's are Allen Steele. I want everyone to know who those guys are because I promise you they deserve it. You know, it, go out and support them. And I, I, my goal is to step in the ring with those guys and make them work and, you know, break, make them sweat a little bit. But, yeah, we're going to go out there and make magic. That's what I want to do. I want to make magic and create stars. That's my goals in 2021. That is fantastic because, yes, we're looking forward for that. And, of course, we would love to have them out here on the show. Why not? They like how you said, yeah, they need to be known out there. They need to be exposed. They need to. And if they need, a, plat if they need a platform, we're right here. Because even though we're from the West Coast, it doesn't matter. It could be, you know, everybody's all, you know, nationwide, international-wide. We want everybody to know yeah. who everyone is. That is yeah, and I think as well. Yeah. I think before this in year ends up, I think uh, I'm, I might need to make a trip to – to Hollywood, to, to Arizona, Gulf South, Gulf Coast, and our, our new you know championship wrestling from Atlanta. Yep. I may have to go out there and, and let's let's see who the real best of the best is in the in the world, especially for United you know Wrestling Network. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward for that. <laughs> I'm looking forward for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward. Absolutely. Oh man, Th Austin, thank you very much for joining me today, man. It was an honor and pleasure, man, a privilege, and I cannot wait to have you back again. Now, before we let you go, if you let our viewers and subscribers, where can they find you? Or how can they follow you on the social media platforms? So, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the real Austin Lane. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Austin Lane One, like the number one, not W O N, but yeah, Austin Lane One. And, and unless you're a jerk or, or you know, or some a hole, you know, I'm gonna follow you back. Chances are, you know, I'll follow you back. <laughs> and, and, and and interact with you and everything. So yeah, follow me on there. And, and of course, you know, uh, CW30 um, uh, CW30 Wrestling on Twitter also. You know, and follow us on all of those different sites. Uh, and I, yeah, the the best of the best Austin Lane on Facebook also. I got a page on there also. So yeah, I, I interact with people all the time. And you know, if it wasn't for the fans, I would be no one. Period. I mean, we all would be no one. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm there and I'm going to respect, you know, I'm going to interact with fans because without them, I mean, I can't do what I love doing. Indeed. Indeed. And without you, we would not be, you know, paying attention. So that's the one yeah. thing. That's most definitely for sure. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I know. I appreciate you very much for, for joining us. But yes, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You can catch Mr. Austin Lee, the best of the best every Saturday on the CW30 YouTube channel or CW30 channel, uh, Central Time, Noon Central. Make sure every Saturday and also do not miss May 15, the Grind City Rumble. Are we going to see the best of the best walking out, being the first ever crowned World Heritage Champion in Memphis? Are we going to see that? Because we're definitely looking forward to it and we're going to be rooting for him. So that's a must for sure. And also, the description below will be all his social media platforms where you can follow him and also his merchandise where you can purchase his merchandise as well. So buy, you know, I'm buying my best of the best shirt for sure. Once that ha once that next Saturday, I'm going to have it ready. I'm going to be sitting down Absolutely. and be rooting for you. Best believe. <laughs> man, it, yeah, it, it, man, it, it truly was an honor. You know, I, I've been listening to you guys. You guys are awesome. It's an honor, you know, coming on here. Yeah, anytime you want me on here, you know, I'm, I'm game. I'm here for you. Oh man, definitely. Actually, we did talk to Van 
off the air that we should have a debate have both of you guys on the show absolutely ah, so yeah we'll, yeah we'll have a debate but, top yeah. fives he had a top five exactly eddie. he had a top five so i, I want to hear your top five he's talking about top five eddie guerrero moments i'm pretty sure yeah oh. you have a top five that you want to discuss about so that's absolutely yeah and yeah, we'll, we'll now, work that I can out. Come up with a top five of anything. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, whether it's Eddie Guerrero moments, Shawn Michaels matches, Ric Flair matches, or top five Ghostbusters. I mean, it. I, I, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a must. We're, we're definitely gonna talk about that up here soon. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching and circle debate once again. This is the whole Stevie's wanting to see, and of course, the best of the best future world champion coming up next Saturday. Make sure you tune in. That's the best of the best. Mr. Awesome Lane. Say to you guys, thank you for watching and we'll see you guys next time.